You just listened to the first half of Entermezzo in A Major by Brahms. This is Tom's 17th podcast. Today, I am relating a most unfortunate personal experience that happened less than a week ago. So it's very fresh. This experience, which I am relating to you in the spirit of honesty and openness, has to do with my passion for helping West African cocoa farmers. Sometimes this passion is not tempered by skepticism. I've named today's essay Anatomy of a Con, and by con I mean the deception, not the person. I was conned recently by a professional, a friend, Amadou, who lives in Dakar, Senegal, and who is constantly thinking up ideas to help me help poor Western cocoa farmers, contacted me on WhatsApp. A very powerful figure shall call you on my behalf, he said. I looked up the use of the word shall, and I learned something. Shall is normally used with the first person singular or plural. With the second or third person singular or plural, shall conveys inevitability. And I guess that fits. Amadou enjoys the power of his words. Tom, I gave your contact to the captain of the Cameroonian soccer squad, Eric Maxime Choupo-Moting. He also played for the Paris Saint-Germain football squad. Moments later, I got on my WhatsApp screen. Salut, comment allez-vous? Hi, how are you? And the rest of this two-day conversation is now going to be translated from the French into English other than a few moments. I'm fine, I said. Do I know you? No, but a friend of yours gave me your contact, and he inserted a picture of Amadou, whom I have known for almost 10 years and whom I trust like a brother. Amadou, by the way, is Cameroonian, but he's living in Dakar, Senegal, because uh, he can't go back to Cameroon because he will be killed, because there's a a very long-going Uh, civil war between the English-speaking and French-speaking areas. And he's always been pushing for civil rights and people treating each other well. And of course, that's very threatening Um, in a lot of societies, including the American society. I said, oh, I'm in a meeting, but I will be available in two hours. No worries, he said. Amadou already spoke about you. Two hours later, he wrote, I'm Eric Maxime Choupo-Moting. This name meant nothing to me, but later I googled him and realized that he was a famous soccer player. This fact instantly reignited a well-worn dream of mine that someday I would meet an African or African-American of means who would totally resonate with my efforts to help the cocoa farmer and fund the establishment of many chocolate factories in cocoa villages throughout West Africa. The fact that Amadou had prepped me for such a call, and then it actually had happened, lowered my defenses. I said, Amadou told me that you are the captain of a football team, to which he responded, yes, I'm captain of Cameroon's national football team, and I also play for Bayern, which is in Munich. Where do you live? He asked. Cordes-sur-Ciel, a small village 100 kilometers east of Toulouse, I answered. He spoke about one of your projects in Coco. Amadou told me about it. I said, you live in Munich? Sprechen Sie Deutsch? 
He didn't answer this question, which should have flagged his inauthenticity at that moment, but didn't because um, I was vulnerable to, uh, to his messages. Anyway, that's flag one. He responded, for my training, I was with Paris Saint-Germain. This, of course, also meant nothing to me as I am not a sports person, although I do not mind going to an occasional baseball game and engulfing a couple mustard-slathered hot dogs washed down by watery beer. If I had known something about sports, I would have probably questioned him further, as his training was definitely in Germany, not in France. He didn't answer in German, and he claimed to have trained in France. These represented flags two and three, that he wasn't who he said he was. I answered, Yes, I have two projects, one in Depa and another in Pezouin, two villages in Côte d'Ivoire. We make chocolate bars in Depa and we make other chocolates in Pezouin. Ah, okay, he said. You're what nationality? I'm Cameroonian. This could um, have engendered a question on my part, as he's probably dual nationality, German and Cameroonian. I learned from Wikipedia that Chupo was born in Hamburg, Germany. His father was Cameroonian and his mother was German. I responded, I'm an American, retired professor. We bought a house in Cord two years ago. Okay, he responded. Obviously, this meant nothing to him, but I wouldn't have expected him to know Cord. After all, I lived in France for three years back in the 60s and 70s, and I never heard of the place. I answered with a marketing pitch. I established my NGO, Project Open Fairness, 14 years ago. I started the two projects eight years ago. David Logbo-Zigro is the manager. He's sending 2,000 bars to the U.S. in a couple weeks. Do you want some samples? Yes, yes, mon cher ami, my dear friend. Flag four. Who talks that way? Reminds me of a Nigerian scam artist two decades ago who kept saying to me, my darling. But then in the southern U.S., people are quite loose with the terms of endearment. So that flag was easy to ignore. I posted a picture of the African chocobar, milk and dark chocolate. Here are the bars. Of course, we can make a nice wrapper for your team, I said. I'm going to do a few errands now, but I will look for your messages. Chupo called me later, but I had trouble hearing what he was saying, so he wrote, I'm talking about sea cucumbers. Say what? I thought. What a non sequitur. He continued, one of my former bit managers is in charge of Arco Pharma, which is based in France. The business is facing bankruptcy. My brother-in-law had a contract with them, but has elected to start his own business. I interjected, I'm looking to sell village-made chocolate bars. He responded, okay, no problem, my dear friend. I will look into possibilities connected to cocoa and chocolate. Thanks, I said. I repeated, I can make a bar for your soccer team. He responded, don't worry about it. I have something in mind. I'm going to make some phone calls in Cameroon, the country of my birth. Flag five. He was born in Hamburg, Germany, not in Cameroon. He continued, chupomatingericmaxim at gmail.com. That's my email account. Flag six. He misspelled his last name. It's chupomoting, not mating. Teasingly, I didn't know at that moment that it was a misspell, misspelling. Teasingly, I said, un peu court, a little short, uh, to which he answered, pardon, mon cher ami, pardon, my dear friend. I was obviously introducing a little levity about the length of his email address, 
and he asks for forgiveness, a curious response. Perhaps he has no sense of humor. J'attends juste votre massage sur mon mail, mon cher ami. I'm just waiting for you to write me an email, dear friend. I didn't write to the email address. It's hard to catch all the details while you're WhatsApping. I didn't notice the email address until later when I started writing this. I suppose I might have noticed the misspelling uh, of his last name. He didn't push the issue and continued, I'm going to contact the village chief, Domon Pei, in my country. Cameroon, like Italy, is made up of many former kingdoms. That's my comment. It would please me immensely to enter into partnership with you, my dear friend, he said. I wrote a one-pager detailing the nature of our proposed uh, relationship. One, I would be representing Project Hope and Fairness, meaning that I would not retain any salary or expect any remuneration. Two, he would be responsible for all costs, including travel, purchase of machinery. Three, the chief would donate a piece of land. Four, he would pay for a building to be erected according to my specifications. We talked on the phone and he explained that costs were of no importance to him, that money was no restraint. I found out later when cruising the web that he earns 300,000 euros per month just playing for the German team. Je suis en ligne avec le chef du village. I'm talking to the chief of the village right now, he said. Voilà son contact, his contact. And he sent me the number. His name is Zeze, Chef Zeze. After several failed attempts on my part, I finally heard from Chef Zeze, who had called me. I said to Chupo, he called me and I asked him to please text message me on WhatsApp because I don't hear every word well. Sometimes speaking French with West Africans is similar to my trip to Edinburgh, Scotland, where I kept asking people to repeat themselves as Scottish English is not easy for me to follow. And then there was also a lot of static on the line. I continued, he also wrote to me several times. He's the chief of Basfusam Bungalow, which is where Amadou's stepmother fed me one of the best breakfasts of my life. I'm a foodie at heart. I can remember meals and details of meals far better than I can remember a face or a phrase. So, are you okay with what I wrote, I said? The chief asked me for 200 euros to pay for a ceremony so that he can get a piece of land donated. I explained to him that I'm retired, I live on a pension, and that he should contact you. Chupo answered, Money is not a problem, my dear friend. That afternoon, he called me. I couldn't make out what Chupo was saying, but it's interesting that he felt he had to convey it verbally. The gist was that for some reason, he couldn't get to his account in Cameroon right away, so could I please send it myself and that he would reimburse me in a week or so. Instead of checking with Amadou, my friend in Dakar, I foolishly went to the post office and attempted to send 200 euros by Western Union to the village chief. However, because they didn't have a post office cell phone, they couldn't take a picture of my ID card, and you have to have a, a new ID card picture for every transaction that you do when it's with somebody new. That's a, a rule of Western Union. This meant that I had to go to Albi, which is 25 miles away, 25 kilometers away, to the big post office where they had enough money to justify buying a cell phone. I called Chupo and told him that I would have to take the bus to Albi in order to make the transfer. There was silence on the line. I thought, maybe he's feeling guilty about making me spend three hours of my time. But no such luck. He said, okay.
So the next day, I took the bus. It arrived at the Gare Routière across from the post office. The Gare Routière is where they have the, where the buses stop. Um, and Ahmed's brother, that's um, uh, Ahmed being the person who rents cars to us, Ahmed's brother was waiting for me with a car. We've been renting old cars from him since uh, we moved here two years ago. For 50 euros a week, we can get a perfectly good, though dirty, Toyota. I dropped Ahmed's brother off at the Aldi supermarket and then drove back into Centertown where I parked in the underground garage and walked over to the post office. There was a line of masked customers waiting two meters apart, but there were fortunately only four ahead of me. Within 20 minutes, I had successfully transferred the money to Chef Zeze. An hour later, I got a call from Chupo. He said, the chief couldn't get the money. I told him, it's probably because he's not going to a big bank in a big city. The next day, the chief went to Yaoundé, the capital of Cameroon, and he retrieved the 200 euros. In the afternoon, I drove to Marnav, a medieval village located about 8 kilometers from Cord, and I played the pipe organ, which is set up in an old farmhouse. Typical of my brain, though, while I was playing three very challenging Bach, Toccata, and Fugues, I'm also doing a stream of consciousness about something else, which was, in this case, this whole Chupo situation. Because I wasn't sure if he was for real. Why, if he was born in Germany, didn't he speak German? And why would a millionaire not be able to spring for 200 euros? And why was he talking about sea cucumbers, truly one of God's uglier creatures? It should have been left off the ark. Well, actually, it was under the ark. By the end of my practice, I had decided that I would call Chupo and ask him some questions in German. So on the way home, I called him and said, Wo wurdest du in Deutschland geboren? Where were you born in Germany? His answer in French, not even in German, What are you saying? That's flag number seven. I continued, In welcher Stadt bist du geboren? His answer, again in French, What? I don't know what you're saying. I said to him, I don't think you're really Chupo. I said in French, what city were you born in? He responded, Hamburg. That was right. So I asked, where is Hamburg in Germany? South, north, east, or west? He answered, south. Of course, that's the wrong answer. He said, I'll prove to you that I'm Chupo. So he wrote a bunch of texts, but all of his information could have been read from a Wikipedia page. He said, I was born March 23rd, 1989 in Hamburg. I am Cameroonian German. I was trained in Hamburg in 2011 and 2014. I'm 1.91 meters in height. I play left forward. Of course, you know, 1.91, whoever does the hundreds, uh, that's a little suspicious too. My father took me to Cameroon when I was three. He had divorced. I never learned German. I grew up in Douala. Douala, by the way, is the largest city in Cameroon. We broke off communication because I had to—I had arrived home and I had to cook dinner. I felt a little more comfortable as his explanation about why he didn't speak German did make some sense. Except, according to Wikipedia, he had played for numerous German teams in his early 20s. Was he running around the field shouting in French and somebody else was running after him, holding a dictionary in the left hand while translating other players' instructions? I hadn't thought of that yet. Surely flag number eight. The next day, he wrote, don't worry about the money. Tomorrow, you can create an account. HSBC, Banque Postale, Pay and Bay. Sick. Uh, that's because Pay and Bay, it's Bay and Pay. The fact that he misspelled 
pay and bay, it should be bay and pay, BNP, is understandable because people often fat finger when texting. So I guess it doesn't qualify as a flag. I called BNP and made an appointment for the following Tuesday afternoon. It's almost never possible to make an appointment at any French bank the same day. Plus, banks are usually closed on Saturday afternoons, Sundays, and Mondays. Chupo wrote, I'm contacting the Minister of Defense of Cameroon so we can make a partnership with the government and the villagers. One can never do this sort of work without having the accord of top government officials. This clicked with a conversation I had had last year with another Cameroonian who lives now in Nantes, who had his own radio show here in Cord. He told me that I would never accomplish anything in West Africa if I didn't involve officials at the top echelons of power. So this statement clicked with me. The Minister of Defense is called Jean-Farmin Ndongo, he said. Okay, so I looked up Ministre de Défense Cameroon. His name is Joseph Betty Asomo. So I looked up Jean-Farmin Ndongo. No such person. There is a soccer player named Jean-Paul Ndongo who lives in Douala. Anyway, flag number nine and a big one at that. Moments later, I got a WhatsApp from someone named Kennedy. He wrote, Bonsoir, Monsieur, comment allez-vous? Comment vous allez? Je suis le ministre de Défense de Cameroun. Enchanté. Je viens de la part de Monsieur Eric Maxime Choupon Matin. So he's saying that he, he introduced himself as uh, uh, Minister of Defense and that he's uh, calling on behalf of uh, Eric Maxime Choupon Matin. Well, there's triple flags on that one. Anyone who is a minister is highly educated and unlikely to make the call himself. And he would not reverse vous and allez. He wouldn't say, comment vous allez. He would say, comment allez-vous. He would not use two question marks after that. That's too enthusiastic. He would not forget to capitalize important words. He would not misspell enchanté, which was en space chanté, which is bogus. And even chanté, enchanté is too informal. And he would not misspell the last name of his friend Eric, Choupo Motin. He misspelled it Choupo uh, Matin, which means Choupo Morning. Um, so that's another one. Anyway, I consulted my friend Amadou in Dakar, and he agreed with me. This guy is not for real. So, end of story. I guess 200 euros is a relatively small amount to pay to remind oneself of the importance of skepticism. Anyway, that's the end of my most unfortunate and deceptive and disappointing uh, little excursion because I so wanted it to work out, but um, it didn't. And, uh, you know, I've been uh, in this business long enough to be disappointed so many times by people, by all people, uh, people who just are, whatever reason, it, disappointing. It's hard to raise money. It's hard to run a nonprofit. Anyway, so that's the end of my little essay. Now I just wanted, the last thing I want to talk about, the second thing and last thing, is about the chocolate bars that are being made. And I'm calling this a sidebar. And of course, that's a pun, but I didn't intend it. Uh, David Logbro Zigro has just finished making 950 each of bittersweet and milk chocolate bars. Now he's busy having an analysis done by the Ministry of Health 
so the bars can be imported. So David, you know, is in Cote d'Ivoire, Ivory Coast, uh, which is uh, about a thousand miles north of Cameroon. Anyway, uh, DHL will be shipping these bars in about two weeks, which means they will be available after Thanksgiving. We are selling them for $2.50 each. Uh, the bars are one ounce each, uh, so they're, they're expensive. But, of course, you know, this is a very, you know, I, I, because I have to ship by DHL, it's all very expensive. If I could get this business big enough, I could uh, lower the pricing of shipping from uh, 60 cents a bar to one or two cents a bar. So I'm trying to get there. And so if you can help me by buying these relatively small, relatively cheap bars, um, I'll at least be getting someplace. Um, a minimum shipped order is 40 bars, uh, and the shipping is free. So to buy a smaller number of bars, go to our former business, Mama Ganache, in San Luis Obispo, located at 1445 Monterey Street in San Luis Obispo, 93401. Or visit their website at mama, that's M-A-M-A, dash, ganache, G as in girl, A-N as in nut, A-C-H-E dot com for contact and ordering details. Cindy will gladly take your order for the African Choco Bar and for any Mama Ganache product, which all of which I highly recommend since almost all of them, my wife and I, designed. And in the spirit of the season, just as a reminder on how to send Project Hope and Fairness a donation, either visit www.projecthopeandfairness.org, that's all one word, and pull down to donations and click the donate button, or send a check to donations, comma, PH and F, 1298 Warren Road, Cambria, California, 93420. Make the check out to Project Hope and Fairness. We need your help. Remember that cocoa farmers make very little and that by helping them produce chocolate, they will earn far more. Thank you. And by the way, if you want to contact me, I'm at twnewhouse, N-E-U-H-A-U-S, at gmail.com. Thank you so much. Bye.